Iowa everywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. John Miller, Chris Williams. From the Channel Seed Studios, it's Miller and Williams. Presented by Wild Rose Casino and Hotel. Three locations in Iowa. Three times the fun. You'd rather be here. This is Iowa Everywhere. What is up, friends, and welcome to Miller and Williams. Here in Iowa Everywhere, we are presented, as always, by our friends at Wild Rose Casinos, and in the Channel Seed Studios, I hung out with all the seedsmen last night, John. We were planting our seed all around West Des Moines. Uh, shout out to those guys. Bunch of John Miller fans in that group. Oh, you, you seem shocked really? by that. No, I'm not shocked by it at all. I just, it was, it was there were a lot of John Miller fans. It was, it's good to see. Uh, well, how are you? Great. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't spread any seed last night. I sat in the porch and watched a basketball game uh, by the fire because that's what you do in February in Kansas City. Apparently, these days of the weather, um, I'm good, yeah. man. You look like you might have had a little extra Cody Road last night, though. No, I really didn't. I just, I got a kid. If you hear Coco Melon in the back, I'm just trying to do the dad work. Look, I'm my wife doing is- it all. Yeah, I do. I really didn't have that much Cody Road. I promise. I I'm trying not to do that these days. I, you know, really what? trying I got, to. I got a solution for you. <laughs> <laughs> My voice is shot though from talking to those farmers in a loud room for, but we had we had fun. It was. I'm really glad that we. That's great. Are, that's awesome. That's that's an awesome group of guys, uh, and there are females, but mostly guys. So I'm not generalizing, but no, we had a lot of fun and. I uh, really appreciate their their partnership with us. And I told a bunch of them, yeah, we're going to do the crypto show tomorrow. Yeah. Like, the what? We're doing the crypto show. Well, John's yeah, got to we move are. his got to move his company. Is that a cat right there? Yeah. Is that a That's what is a that? Freaking, a, it's a it's a it's a ragdoll a, snowshoe. It looks like a Siamese cat. You ever seen one of them? No, it's, it's not. It's it's actually phenomenal. He's pissed at me because he can't be on my lap right now. Um best cat of all time i got Great. one of them that's called a golden retriever that does that with me that's right and i got my two two dogs behind me on the floor too wife's been out of town for 12 days she's in puerto rico so i've too have been doing the uh you know dad with the 14 year old but it's been great she's the easiest child on the planet so no i just got a i got a four-year-old that you know i, I do wonder if we go back to the pandemic and you know, at that time she was so young and just home all the time with me. Yeah. Yeah. There's gotta be some psychological like separation anxiety thing. Absolutely. That's like, a, and I, I guarantee there's other moms or dads listening to this right now who can relate to that, but it, yeah. Hey, look, Sk- Skippy's giving you the stare down here. <laughs> Skippy. Yep. Skippy. But yeah, it's, it's, um, I feel like all I'm doing is like male improvement on these shows now. Andrew Downs and I did an hour on this type of stuff yesterday, uh, but like it is, 
it's great because you want your your daughter to want you and need you and and all that, but it, it can also be quite suffocating mm-hmm. where you you just you can't even go and take a crap without knocking on the door. <laughs> it's it's something. Yeah, that is something for sure. Maybe something How are like you? I'm How great, are you? Man. Yeah, you, you're I'm, riding this crypto bull. Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been a long time coming. Um, and I don't know how you want to do this, but well, let me let me let me kind of set the table here. First of all, yeah. we thank our friends at the Wild Rose Casinos, we appreciate all of them. Um, all of the, the great Wild Rose people, they've been sponsors of mine and supporters of mine for a really long time, so I appreciate their sponsorship of this show. This show, uh, gets crazy good numbers on Iowa everywhere. And we've been wanting to kind of branch it out and do more with it. And I think we will. And this is kind of one of our first iterations of that where you and I have very eclectic like passions. Yeah, we do. It's a nice way to put it. I think you got me into this crypto stuff years ago. Um, I had, I had dabbled before I've read a couple of books on Bitcoin, uh, I haven't done anywhere near the extent of research that you have. I, as far as that technology goes, I would say I, I know like 25% of it as opposed to, you know, a lot of these people who are out there like actively trading this stuff on a daily basis. To me, I think I treat it more like a long-term investment. I feel like you're more of a, of a trader if that's, if that's accurate, but you, you have really, where you and me are very similar is when we when we find something we're interested in, we we don't know how to go an inch deep. We dive into the ten foot. Obsessive, no, compulsive. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we are very very much obsessive compulsive, no doubt. I'm either and, an alcoholic or I don't <laughs> drink at all. <laughs> That's that is me. I'm an yeah. entrepreneur. I either burn out and just get crushed, or you go to the mountain. You know, it's like when you got um, rhabdo last year. Yeah. Hey, take a break, dude. Go have some water. Yeah, nope. Got to get it done. Work's got to get done. And then so I found myself make- sitting down crying to my wife, not knowing why I'm crying. Well, that's me every day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Life's beating you to tears every freaking day. Uh, that's how I feel today. That's that's honestly Ooh. got how I feel right now in this moment. That's how you look. Oh, Sorry. thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> It's the truth. I'm not even. Uh, I'm not even dancing around the the subject. So you got me into this crypto deal, and there was a while there on the last bowl where I become kind of obsessed with it. I'm mm-hmm. I'm signing up for these exchanges. I'm oh, I gotta get on. I gotta get on on this before the run. Gotta get me a bag. I'm speaking your your lingo and all this you stuff. Are. You are. No, I didn't sell anything when the bear hit. And in fact, I kept buying Bitcoin and Ethereum. I I don't screw around with much more than that. But you you're like, I mean, you know all these coins. You 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 know what they do. Like to me, I won't I won't I see like value in Bitcoin. I kind of see value in Ethereum. The rest of this stuff just feels like junk to me. That you're just kind of rolling the dice. Like I don't know how I would ever use these tokens or whatever. And I I don't really see the value in them, but it doesn't matter if I see it or not, if other people do. Right. That's, that's (laughs) true. 
and and to me that's that that actually that actually explains uh technical trading technical signals is you know these things don't have prescience they're not sentient uh, but if enough people believe certain levels certain patterns are going to lead to xyz then they do have predictive quality so as much as i hate technical trading you have to know it if you're going to be in it so <clears throat> we wanted to do a little bit of an crypto educational mate this might have to be a series i don't know if we can knock this all out and in one show today but the we are we are in a crypto bowl right now and there's this thing called bitcoin having that's coming up that makes a lot of guys like you get the old eggplant emoji in the in the pants down there why should people care about this like why we're not giving you guys investment advice either i was going to make that really clear right but i we're going to start out by saying that but we're both very interested in this, so I thought it'd be fun to have a show about this. Yeah, right. so that that let's do that. And and, and before we dive into that, I, w- I want to say a couple of things to start with. First and foremost, like you just said, this is not investment advice. Neither of <laughs> us is telling you what to do with your finances. Your financial situation is different than Chris's. It's different than mine. And you need to do your own research, D-Y-O-R, for those in uh, acronym parlance. And you need to do what's comfortable with you. And that may be nothing at all. Okay? I'm going to tell you what I've done, what I'm doing. And that is not me telling you that you should do that. But now we've got that said. Now let's go back to 2017. Because also I'd be like, why am I listening to John Miller about crypto? Right? So 2017 comes along. I was digging out of a pretty significant uh, financial hole that I'd gotten my family into um, when I was toward the end days of, of Hawkeye Nation. I was not a good business manager. The, the old uh, independent fan site problem. Yes, yes. Um, I was not, but I was also not a good business manager. I, 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 I would get anxious when I had to open QuickBooks and do invoicing, like literal anxiety. Not even joking. Yeah, I get it. And um, creative so I, I minds would, like ours, it's hard to make that jump. Yeah, yeah. And then really once you hard. do, it's hard to turn that side off and be creative at the same time. It is, and then because you're you're trying to run a business and, and be a writer and all that, so I, I failed very very. I I racked up significant debt, so that's why I got back. One of the reasons why I got back into the energy industry, in addition to uh, Iowa's climate, just not good for my wife's Raynaud syndrome. So. I was digging myself out. I'd heard about crypto before 2017, but 2017 was kind of 2017 was the late stage of that particular bull market cycle. Um, And I'm like, I'm getting in. Everyone said get into Bitcoin. So, of course, I got into Ethereum because I don't like doing what everybody else does as a rule. And um, but I also like the use case for Ethereum. I love the fact that so many other tokens were building on the Ethereum protocol. It makes more sense to me than Bitcoin does. But yeah, it's more like it's more like in the gold rush. The the folks that made the most money from the gold rush uh, across the board were the people that sold pickaxes and the equipment that went into mining gold. Ethereum to me felt more like pickaxe selling pickaxes to gold miners because all these tokens were being put onto ethereum so i got into ethereum i think i bought it at around i don't know two hundred dollars um and i and i put four thousand dollars in 
And $4,000 was all that I had to put it. I had $10,000 in my savings account at that time, up from negative $250,000 four years before. But I still, I couldn't, I just didn't have the spare capital, the powder to do it, but I did what I could. I turned that 4,000 into 25,000 in, in eight months. I got out of crypto in December, early December of 2017. Um, I think that was literal days before the crash. So then what I did is I pivot traded back into crypto with that $25,000 that I'd made. I didn't keep it home. I let it ride because I had a really good job. I didn't, I wasn't relying on that, you know, that $25,000 to pay my bills. So then we're in the bear market for a long time. And I started to accumulate here. Like every week I was buying $250, $250, $250. This was multiple two years. So then the 2021 bull run came. Now the, that run started before um, 2021. 2021 would be late stage. So I was I wound up turning about $40,000 of onboarded capital, not onboarded capital, the 25,000 that I made off of a 4,000 investment, then about 15 to 20,000 more doing $250 here, $250 there. And I was able to turn that roughly $40,000 into over $125,000 in 2021 and then came another bear. And the only reason I got out of the markets before everything went to pot wasn't because I wanted to, it's because my wife uh, encouraged me since we were gonna buy a house that we might want that money for some remodeling. So sold it all, she was prescient. And now I enter this current bull run cycle that I think we're in, and we'll talk more about the happening in a second with, you know, essentially I've just pivot traded. I've let things ride. I've got about 150K in the market right now. All right. And I would say that 80% of that are gains that I have made from previous cycles. All right. So I've pivot traded it in. This is now, just like regular finance too. It's like you want to keep dollar cost averaging during bear runs. That's where you build wealth. Correct. It's That's the same thing. It's just, you're doing it at a much riskier level, right? Co correct. Correct. Yeah. Now there are, there are things, you know, in crypto, um, if you're on an exchange like Coinbase, which that's the only exchange I would recommend that you get on yeah. um, because it's United States based. God, we were doing some crazy shit back in 2021 or whenever that was. We, bit we by bit, some... cracking, oh. <laughs> Binance, uh, Uniswap, MetaMask, we were just throwing it around like we had it and just trusting the world, which is a dangerous thing in this. So Ugh. also what I did back in 2021 is I'm like, you know what? I want to trade this. I want to be, I want to trade. I don't just want to buy and hold or the parlance in crypto is HODL, which is a misspelling of hold, but it's funny. So I went out, I went all in, like you said, went out and bought this bad boy, Japanese candle ch uh, stick charting technique. This is the Bible. This is the Bible for candle for, for candle chart trading. And I read the whole thing multiple times. I have a notebook of my own notes that I took for things that I like. And that's like my personal Bible. Also bought, also bought this book from a, a trader that I like in crypto as well. Um, did I encourage you to buy that book too? I think I might have. Yeah, but like that, it's just so funny because you pull that up and then I'm going to pull this bad boy out that I've read twice. Right. Snowball, the Warren Buffett and the business of life. There you and go. Then, and I've got so like I'm I'm just old. The, the intelligent investor, like these yeah. old school finance books. This is the and best me, finance 
book I've ever read right here, by the way. If anybody, That's a good one. That's this a good is the one. best one. It doesn't matter what level you are. Everybody, yeah. every, it, this should be a college requirement. You know, how they make you take like the basic library course. Yes. Every kid should have to read this book at the age of 18. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that one bit because money is where we fail as a society educating and teaching. So armed with all that knowledge, still you're not guaranteed anything because this marketplace, it is the most volatile asset class on the planet. So now I'm going to share a screen. Okay, I'm going to show yeah. you something called uh, the halvening, um, the Bitcoin halving. Big, uh, can you see that? Yes. So I want to encourage everybody, real quick, John. If you're if you listen to the podcast, I, I tell people all the time. I think the best way to do these shows is is on YouTube. So John's for this show up, for sure. Yeah, John's pulled up a chart here. Uh, so yeah. if you if you are interested in this, and I know we've probably lost half the audience, and that's okay. Not everybody's interested in this, but if you are, and you're listening on the podcast, I would encourage you to go watch this on YouTube because John's yeah. pulling up some stuff. Right, right. So, thank you for reminding me that I've lost my uh, broadcaster chops to make assumptions. So, Bitcoin is something that was created, um, gosh, 13, 14 years ago by something called uh, Satoshi Nakamoto, um, and that. We still don't know the identity. Um, Great Netflix some, documentary on him, by the way. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There's some people that claim to be him that they're going to, you know, they're failing. They're not him. Um, I actually think he's dead. I th um, I think I know, I have a good idea who it is, um, not based on my own research, but people that I follow, but I think he's passed. Anyhow, Bitcoin is a mathematical formula. It is. It was an attempt Coming out of the last financial crisis in 2008, 2009, that's what inspired this because of how uh, countries, the United States included, manipulate their currencies, can devalue their currencies for certain reasons. Uh, they can print a ton of money like the United States did from essentially 2009 up through you know, President Biden's second term, um, some more than others. Um, and that devalues the dollar you have in your bank account. And there were some people like, you know what, we need to come up with a better system, a decentralized system that governments don't control, that the people essentially control, the markets control, true, true, open market, non-governmental intervention. And that's what's Bitcoin. And it's also a mathematical formula. Every four years. Um, OK, so you have how do you get Bitcoin? It's, it's not like gold. It's not something you can dig and find in the ground, but there are Bitcoin miners. These miners use computer processing to solve math equations. And whoever solves the math equation first gets rewarded with a Bitcoin reward. And the rest of the Bitcoin then goes available for the markets to buy and purchase. So it incentivizes people to put in the work to mine it, and then it releases it to the market. But when Bitcoin started, I think there was, what, 21 million Bitcoin. That's all there was ever going to be or something like that. Yeah. Well, every four years, they have the rate of the reward for the miners. And they have the amount of new supply that's coming on. And we're getting ready on April the 19th here in about two months for another halvening event. And when you look back at previous halvening events and you look to see what price did up and to the right, up and to the right, up and to the right. Now, this from from low to high, it's getting smaller. The gains are getting smaller, which is what you would expect 
um, you know, with a market that's maturing. And something huge happened just last month in January. Uh, the first ever Bitcoin ETFs were approved by the SEC, despite the SEC's attempts to squash it, despite Elizabeth Warren out there making shit up that's not true about Bitcoin and the government's desire to protect everyone. Let me tell you how the government protects you. All right. They don't. That, I mean, listen, there's some bad actors in the crypto world. I've been scammed out of like $800 one time because I bought something on a wrong address. I've got friends that are down three or four Bitcoin because they've been scammed out of it. And it keeps them up at night to this day. And I think in five years, it's really going to keep them up at night when Bitcoin maybe is worth a million dollars. This is not investment advice. It's just my opinion. Okay. <laughs> Kathy no would. It's no guarantee. Right. Right. Kathy from Art. So we have a situation right now where if past is prologue, and so far in Bitcoin's history, past has been prologue. What has happened before has some uh, value as to what happens next. Again, I think now with the ETF coming on, with that is going to onboard uh, potentially trillions of dollars of institutional money, some 401k designations. You're talking about BlackRock. You're talking about the largest players yeah. in the financial space in the world that now can get their clients into Bitcoin legally. Okay? And so let me ask two two parts. Like one, Bitcoin's so much more mainstream than it was even five, 10 years ago, where yeah. you've got these people that never would have put any money on it that, that are now going to their financial advisors and watching the gains. And they're saying, well, why am I not 3% in that or Correct. whatever? Now, the question I would have to you about the having, and maybe you're going to get there, is what are the chances now that we have all this knowledge that we didn't have prior that it's baked in? Right. That's, that's a great that's a great question. And I do th I do think right now this level that we're at with Bitcoin price right around fifty fifty one thousand dollars as of this morning as we do this. Um, yeah, I, I do think that there's some baked in aspects to it. However, you look at the on flows of Bitcoin right now compared to pre ETF days. It's incredible. The amount of daily buying that's taking place. Mm -hmm. These these ETFs, when somebody goes to like um, FBTC is a fund, you can go to your financial clicker, go to your E-Trade and type in FBTC and, and you can buy that uh, ETF. And whenever you go to E-Trade or something like that, say, I want I want to buy, you know, a tenth of a Bitcoin because you can buy it fractionally. I want to buy a tenth of a Bitcoin. Um, you can buy that. And then that company that you bought the ETF, they have to go out and back to back that. They have to buy. They sell you the the 10th, then they have to buy it. That's back to backing. That creates buy pressure. There's so much more onboarding and buy pressure right now than there is sell pressure. So yes, it could be baked in, but I'm personally betting, not advice, personal bet, that we are going to see history repeat itself yet again. But I will also tell you this right now. At the present time, I own zero Bitcoin. Hmm. I have probably owned Bitcoin for a grand total of 10 days ever. And seven of those 10 days were the previous, was about two weeks ago when I transitioned some of my profits into Bitcoin and had two of them, which weighed one of my buddies happy. He's a Bitcoin maxi. He only buys Bitcoin. He thinks everything else is noise. But for me, I like to dabble in altcoins that I do a lot of research on. Altcoins means an alternative to Bitcoin. Everything in crypto is an altcoin except Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah. So I got out of my Bitcoin because I made like $2,000 in eight days. Boring to me. This I'm not a traditional finance guy. 
I found that boring, right? (laughs) So I sold my two Bitcoin two days ago and I rolled everything into FET, F-E-T, and Render, R-N-D-R. Both of those are AI tokens. I'm wagering big time this time around in the AI space, as well as gaming, internet gaming, right? And you're right, we, we, we... I've got this whole sheet of things that I wrote prepared for this particular episode. There's no way I'm going to get through this. No, so we're going to, maybe we do a part series. two next week. Honestly, I think, like, I think we should because, because I bet you, you know, we're going to get a great response to this. I, I would bet I, money. And please, is there an email address? People can email questions. Like I would say just or, tweet at us. I, yeah. Tweet at us. I, I, yeah, say, my good. DMS are open on Twitter. So just send me DMS. If you have questions you want us to cover next time, that's fine. Because I really do think it's important for folks. Yeah, I can sit here and tell them what I'm doing, what I've done. Um, I can also give you horror stories of people I know that put their money on certain exchanges or certain things and they lost it. That's why I say just do Coinbase. That is Coinbase well, has been crowned the kingmaker in America. I also, I'm a big Robin Hood guy. And I, so what I do is I dollar cost average through god three four years now ever since they started doing crypto right and what i do and i'm not nearly as high stakes as you are but i put ten dollars a week into bitcoin and ten dollars a week into ethereum and it's just grown and that's i am not out there screwing around with these altcoins like john does i do not research it the way now every once in a while i'll be like hey john i got 300 bucks i want to what can i throw it in and like he'll and he'll give me one of these but there's I like the Robinhood one, John, because there's no fees at all. Right. Like it's just, it's free. And it's, but you're, the thing about Robinhood, you're not technically buying the coin, right? Like there's some, I don't know, there's some sort of a deal with I, it. I would recommend if you're just getting started in this and you want to be in crypto, I would do an ETF. Yes. This is uh, not what you, you're doing is big, not for big, most people. No, it's not. Bitcoin right yes. now is the only approved ETF. Ethereum, yeah, I would do that. There's people that you know there are some applications for an Ethereum ETF, which could get approved this summer. Who knows? Um, but you're right. I, that way you don't have to deal with custody. Well, what is custody? Cust- okay. Yeah, it's it's this weird AI thing. It's we're we're trying. Give you a little um, Taylor, Taylor Swift love. Custody means you either have self-custody or somebody else has custody of your Bitcoin. Self-custody is like you go on to um, Coinbase. You buy either, you know, however much Bitcoin you want to buy. Again, you can buy like a tenth of a tenth of a tenth of a Bitcoin. You can buy a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin. All right. So, um, and you get it on Coinbase, you have it, and then you basically transfer it from Coinbase into a uh, cold storage, which is based like a USB thumb drive, but it has, it's, it's really, really secure. It's got 250, it's got massive encryption. Okay. So that's self custody. That means you've got a little thing here in your drawer or hopefully something that's, you know, can resist an EMP attack and your Bitcoin's on that. But that makes people nervous, especially people that are not tech savvy. So Chris is exactly right. If you want to get into Bitcoin right now, I would absolutely do it via an ETF. FBTC is the one that I'll probably because my whole goal with all these altcoins I'm doing, like I'm going to share the screen real quick again with uh, with something different that I've got. My whole goal for these is to take my earnings from these altcoins and then in about a year from now pivot a good chunk of it into bitcoin and i don't care like bitcoin's right now $51,000 you know what in a year from now it could be $150,000 you say well john you could have bought it 50 and you would have tripled your money well no 
what I'm doing, I'm a pivot trader, is I'm taking the gains on this coin that I've got that I've up 75% in since I started, and I have a big position in this one. Then Fetch AI, it's up 11%. Render's up 15%. This is a very small position here. And if the government hadn't been looking out for my best interest, I'd be up 2,000% today. But in the United States, you can no longer get in on initial coin offerings, which is like an IPO. But for crypto, it said you can't do it since you're in America. Well, that pisses me off. And Land that, to me, is the beauty of crypto is decentralization. Land of the free, baby. Right. So basically, sorry, I'm, I'm over here. Stop sharing. I'm staying ahead of Aiden. Sorry about that, Aiden. I'm screwing you up. So my whole goal is to invest in things that I believe in, like the AI space and the gaming space, make five to 10x multiples on my money, then sell those, come back in, and buy some Bitcoin. So even if Bitcoin's price is three times higher, up my money is up 10x. I've got an arbitrage of a seven of seven x upside because my investment vehicle was something that gave me a higher x factor. What do you? So there's a million traditional finance websites, and you know, like yeah, Wall Street Journal, Barrons. Uh, you know, there's a million things. Yahoo Finance. What's the best if somebody wants to educate themselves? Not. Nicholas says, I wish John was stoned explaining this to us. Um, we can amen, that. Nicholas. The what? What's your go-to? I'm not looking for like trading advice for people, but you got to realize a lot of like people listening to. No, if you want to just become educated in the crypto space, gotcha. where do you recommend reading on a daily basis? Well, do you have a good spot. Yeah, um, I, I, I. So if you go to CoinGecko or Coin Market Cap. You can find the tokens and you click on the tokens. Like if you do some research and you want to find something, then you can go there, click on the token, and it will give you where you can buy it. It will give you what its, uh, you know, its market cap is, fully diluted value, all those things that you know from traditional finance. Just know that indicators in this world don't necessarily work the same way they do in TradeFi. Um, uh, and then you can see news articles. So I say uh, coin market cap. But also CoinGecko is the one that I use quite a bit. And then uh, TradingView uh, is, a, is a you know mostly free website, TradingView.com. If you want to go, um, Aiden, I'm going to present something here real fast here just to show people what I'm, I'm looking at. Um, and this is, this is how I do what I do. Now that I've learned how to deal with Japanese candlestick trading charts, you know, this is Beam. Beam is a big gaming token that I'm in. You know, these little green dots tell you you're still in an uptrend. This is a down move. This was up a little bit earlier when we started this. FET is another one I'm in. You can see this is up and to the right. Getting a little bit of a reversal on the four-hour time frame. Let's go to the daily time frame because I'm more of a daily and one-hour guy. So, yeah. I mean, and and then I subscribe to some uh, script subscriptions from a guy that I trust. You know, this is a reversal signal. And to get a confirmation of the reversal, you have to have the next bar close below the lower wick of the previous bar and all that stuff. Anyway, bogging you down there. But you can find things like that. And, you know, you can come on board tokens like that, just like you would do in your uh, in your traditional finance. Aiden, I'm going to stop sharing now. So I would like to bring Aiden in real quick. Okay. Aiden, open up. How old are you? For our 22. Audience? 22. So, like, when you and your, your boys are, are sitting around, like, it, how prevalent is crypto in the, like, college universe? I'm just curious. My friend group, I don't think we've ever talked about it. Really? Okay. Yeah. 
Not just, not that I can think of anyway. Look, gonna buy Bitcoin or gonna buy a six pack? I know what I would have done. <laughs> I'm just curious, like with the, like who's buying all this stuff, right? Like because the the crypto guys like John have a little bit of a reputation, right? Like just sitting there staring at a screen in your mom and dad's basement. I'm in my. You know own what I basement. mean? Thank you. Yeah, your own basement. I I just. What's fascinating to me, and I, I got, I, listen, I got a lot of Western Iowa in me. All right. Very conservative family when it comes to money. I would have never gotten into this stuff if it weren't for you, Miller, which is good. I appreciate it. I've made a lot of money on it. That hey, Shiba Una deal. Yeah. I will say there's a class at Iowa State about crypto. Really? My what roommate it? took it. I don't know that it's, it's like some business class. Business one? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I know. Um, I've talked to Dean Spalding. He's the dean of the College of Business about this a lot, and I know it's like a thing that they talk about and stuff. But it doesn't. It still doesn't feel like John. I know. It, I, I guess the the point I'd like to make that you've you've somewhat made thus far, but the reason I'm I've been like a buy and hold guy on it because it, it just again it it feels like at some point there's going to be people in their mid fifties who have a good job who go to their financial advisor and be like, hey, why in the fuck am I not in this? Everybody's making money except me. And like we, when we get to the point, because I, I believe when this happened, I remember when Bitcoin got to like 10,000, we were like, oh my God. And we're like, what a ripoff. This is so stupid. Why would you buy that? But we're going to get to a point where, again, it, it doesn't matter if people understand it or not. They're going to see no. everybody else making money and they're going to go to their people. And then these traditional finance guys who have been ripping us off with their high fees and, you know, they're literally just putting in their buddies funds so they can get a kickback. Right. Like at some point they're going to have to answer questions why they're not putting their clients in this. And that once we yeah. get to that, we're getting there now, I think. But then that's where I think it could really jump. 2024 and 2025. That's when it's going to happen. So the last cycle was, um, you know, mass adoption. Um, the retail, meaning you and me, retail, that was the retail cycle. Retail came in, went ham. Um, you probably, maybe you've heard of Dogecoin, all right? Yeah. Um, I hate Dogecoin. Um, I don't see a utility for Dogecoin because it, it they keep printing more and more of it. They're not, you know, they're not, they're not reducing the supply. It's only increasing supply. So it can't be a currency, but it didn't matter because enough people started putting their money in Dogecoin because it was like a penny stock. It was so, so cheap and they could own millions of them. And they thought that was, well, enough people did that. The Robin Hood folks, the, um, you know, the, the Reddit community and all that Dogecoin went crazy, sucked a lot, a lot of capital, a lot of liquidity out of projects I was in. So I hate you, Dogecoin. I hate you at any rate. Yes, you're, you're correct about that. Now, last cycle was mass adoption from retail. This cycle is institutional adoption. As I mentioned, we already have multiple ETFs approved from the United States government. Right. So the genie's out of the bottle. And frankly, I don't think it's ever going back in. And therefore, like what you're talking about right now, I'm, I'm looking at something I just pulled up. It's estimated that between 90 and 95 percent of cryptocurrency buyers are in the age range of 18 to 40 with Gen Z and millennials making up most of that. Gen X and boomers account for a small percentage of buyers, but Gen X, we account for the largest 
investments into the space, the, the larger spends per purchase on average. So it's us Gen X guys. I'll be 53 next month. So I'm probably on the older end of people that are active and into the space. But we're the people that are onboarding our 401ks. Listen, I have I have my own personally managed 401k with an LLC that I have that isn't even my uh, higher company LLC. And I am putting I am buying Bitcoin and I'm buying crypto through my own 401k in pre-tax dollars. Totally 100 percent legal. Now, again, that might not be the investment vehicle for you. Right. But it is certainly for not me for me <laughs> because I have other sources of income that are going to finance my retirement. So yeah. all of this that I do in crypto is literally nothing more than a, a, a fun, awesome hobby. Um, so yeah, so Chris, I, I think that this is the mass, this is institutional adoption time, like you talked about. That is just starting. Hey, why am I not having some exposure? Why don't you put some of this? If they allocated even 1% of the current multi-trillion dollar marketplace that is traditional finance. You're talking about, I personally feel that sometime between now and before I turn 60, Bitcoin is going to be over a half million dollars. And um, I plan on having three or four of them at that point in time, and then maybe sell some. But I think that's where it's headed. Um, again, but that's just my opinion. And that is not investment advice for you. But I do think you should be aware of what this space is because it's not going away unless all the governments in the world collude and try to make it go away. And frankly, wouldn't surprise me if somebody tried to attempt that, but the U.S. with these uh, with these ETFs not happening, because the big concern that uh, you know the governments have, that Elizabeth Warren has, and they're not saying it out loud, is what happens to U.S. dollar yeah. dominance around the mm -hmm. planet? And I've got news for you right now. U.S. dollar dominance is at risk, but from more than crypto. It's not crypto. That's not even the prime risk. The prime risk is China and Russia trying to trying to undermine U.S. dollar dominance. And the minute that the Saudis decide, you know, I, I've said for years that I think the Saudis should start Aramco coin. Aramco is the investment vehicle of the Saudi national family um, as it relates to oil. I think they should start an Aramco coin and they should make every country in the world transact and buy oil from Saudi Arabia in Aramco coin. That would be a, a huge thing for them. But the reason they don't do that is because Saudi Arabia con continues to get military aid and support from the United States in exchange for an unfettered flow of oil to them. Now, the United States right now is producing record amounts of oil. Uh, the largest oil producer on the planet is the United States, but that's probably not always going to be the case. Saudi Arabia has far more, far more known and larger known reserves than does the United States. So um, the minute that the Saudis feel like they no longer need protection from Uncle Sugar in the form of military aid from the United States, and they can get it maybe from Russia or China or somebody else, U.S. dollar dominance is going to be done because the U.S. dollar dominance is being propped up by the petrodollar, period. End of sentence. Blew my mind. And then we got the dog snoring in the background. We got a lot going on. They, listen, they, hear me, they, they hear me every day talking about this. My kid's coughing. I got cocoa melon. All right. Uh, really quick. I want to answer a couple questions. We do have a couple. And then we're yeah. going to end this because 
yeah we've thrown a lot at you and we will do a part two i promise and people brent can wants, go people can go do their own research after of this one yeah, and then come yeah. back with some questions for next time brent's watching on youtube he says what are those bitcoin atms i see around how do those work so uh, i've never used one but bitcoin atms have been around i think for over a decade and my gosh i wish i would have known about them back in like 2011 the one dude bought a pizza with like what ten thousand bitcoin that was the first bitcoin transaction for real world goods that's a hell of a pizza um so i i don't have an answer and i'm never afraid to say i don't know but i know that they exist i know some are legit but you don't need an ATM. Those were back in the days. Well, those were back in the days before there was a Coinbase, really. Um, and they still exist. They exist mostly in other countries because you have a number of, well, I don't want to get into that topic. But um, just just go, Just if you're going to buy Bitcoin, go buy Bitcoin via an ETF. Open an E-Trade account. Yeah. Right? And then, or, or whatever financial account you want. Buy the fund, however much. You don't have to buy one Bitcoin. Again, you can buy $100 worth of Bitcoin or $50 worth of Bitcoin. You can set up that you buy $50 every week when you get paid, whatever. Maybe just stay away from that and go buy the fund if you're talking about Bitcoin. Aaron is speaking my language on YouTube. He says, will we get a dividend growth episode? That's my kind of investing. You're going to need someone else for that. I find traditional but finance so boring. I own zero stocks. Look, I, I own, slow and I, rich, baby. Yeah, get, yeah. get rich I, slow. That's how I'm at it. I owned I owned Tesla like six years ago for two days. Too boring. Too boring. Um, so I, to me. See, my thing is right now I'm on the dividend thing. Like I want to I'm I'm almost 40. By the time I'm like 55, I, I want dividends coming in to just pay my salary. No, I, I respect that. And Chris, you, yeah. you, you're very disciplined. And I have a great deal of respect for you and other people that have a mindset like that. Um, I just get bored really easily and I need, I need juice again. I'm either an alcoholic or I'm sober and this is my outlet and it's not me risking my family because my, my energy companies, you know, funds my retirement. This is just playing around. I don't have the energy company. You need to get everywhere. You need to, you need to get one. (laughs) I recommend that to everyone. Uh, Nicholas, this is a good basic finance question and this doesn't matter if it's Bitcoin. This is, this could be Tesla, whatever he goes, so one Bitcoin is 51,000. So if you have four, you have 204,000. So if it goes up to say 100,000, you would have 400K on your 204,000 investment. That is correct. Yes. If I understood the question. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. Yep. I mean, you ba- it basically, it, it's, it's, it, it goes up and down like traditional stocks. So if you buy at X, that's your cost basis. And if it goes up 100%, you have a you now have twice as many bitcoin as you had before and you have a hundred percent unrealized gain now if you sell it then you have a realized gain and if you hold it for less than two years you will have uh long-term and short-term capital gains issues all right now i'm not as concerned with that i get in i get out you know i do a lot of churning on some things and i'm going to pay some short-term capital gains taxes and some people don't want to do that you got to do what's right for you and your situation but frankly i don't mind paying long-term capital gains on something if i took a flyer and i'm up you know i'm up 200 percent in two days i don't mind selling off some to get my seed capital back out that i can deploy into something else and pay the tax tax, yeah i'm as far as the taxes go and I, the crypto thing's incredible. And I I, didn't, I never realized the taxes with crypto until that Shiba Una deal a couple of years ago. I was like, wow. Hell of a and I had all those in, NFTs that I owned and made thousands on because 
I just got lucky. I didn't even know what I was doing. It was that NBA top shot thing, but the amount of money people were paying for this stuff was just, inc- and it meant nothing to me. So I'm like, yeah, I'll give you that for $800. Sure. What's, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> anyways, um, I don't even know where I was going with it. The, oh, the, taxes. the taxes. Yeah. Like to me, it's like, if I, if I get lucky and hit something pre earnings and then I want to sell, 50% of it and just let the rest ride. I'm okay with paying taxes because I made the money, right? Like, Correct. It's, I just, I don't think there's anything wrong with just taking a profit. Like, I don't think you can never ever go, go broke taking that. profit. Never right? go broke taking profit. So I think people can overthink the tax thing. Yeah, they can. They, they get like, like I have a family member and this person, this, okay, I'm going to say he's very well educated in finance. I'll just leave it at that. And he was holding on to a token that was up for him 20x last cycle. I'm like, dude, you need to get out. I sold it around $3 and I had gotten in about 50 cents. I'm like, dude, we're, we're, this thing's flashing red. You need to get out of it. He's like, well, I don't want to get out. I need to hold it through December so I don't have to pay long-term capital gains. I'm like, you do realize that you're up 20x on your money right now. He's like, yeah, I just don't want to pay it. I'm like, Whew. okay. Well, he round tripped that bitch. Because there's back no under fifty cents with any of this stuff. If you're a slow grower like me, or if you're doing what you do, like there's no guarantee it's always going to keep going up. No, there's no guarantee. Yeah, like, ha- two two, two we- things. Two things I would advise you if you do want to get in and buy and sell crypto is like one: when you get into a position, know the, your your take profit levels before you even get in. All right. Yes. You've done your research. You have an idea where you think the market can go based upon your research and that of people that you trust. Stick to your profit taking. Set, once you buy it, you, you can set an alert to take profit. But here's what I do more so. I don't set an alerts to take profit. I set alerts that alert me when it's approaching my profit. That way I can go in and analyze the market, see if any underlying fundamentals have changed. Not that fundamentals is a big word I would use with crypto. But I put stop losses in every single time I open a position. Every time. What am I willing to lose? Usually it's 10%. Beyond 10%, I'm out. So I'll go in and put a stop loss 10% below where I just entered a trade. That way, 90% of my capital is safe and I live to fight another day. So you need to be disciplined if you're going to do this. And what I like to do is like, so if there's an ETF I, I really like and I'm just building for the long haul, I'll put limit buys on when this thing drops 10% from its current level. Yeah. I do that all the time. And then it, it kind of just takes the, if again, this is for long-term people not doing, I'm not a trader, I'm an investor, but if you, it just takes the guessing game out of it. Like, all right, 10%, I'm going to buy 10 shares. When it goes down 20%, I'm going to buy 20 shares yeah. and it's just done. Right. You just yeah. have it done for yeah. you. Yeah, I call them stink bids. I have stink bids when I go to bed every night on like, you know, not huge amounts of money, but just enough that if they hit, then it's the same as what it would have been with double or triple or double that money. So, yeah, I always have I call them trout lines. You know, you throw a little trout line out at night and you sit there and you're drinking some some cokes, talking to your buddies in the bank and you re- oh, we got some fish. You know, I didn't even realize it was on the line because I was sleeping because crypto, unlike traditional finance. Um, at least domestically, crypto trades twenty four seven. There is uh, we're no getting to that point. Like on Robinhood, you can buy and 
So right. like, you, you got the futures markets, but those are those are more risky. They're thinly traded. Yeah. Um, but crypto is 24 seven. And there's been so many times I wake up at like five in the morning and check my phone and I see alerts that I'd set overnight. Said your this is down eight percent. And Asia crushed me again. You know, so it's 24 seven. So you got to be really, really careful. I will also say this for me personally. I was back in 2021. I was probably over leveraged. I should have taken more off. I had it too. I, at that point in my life with the over hundred grand that I had in it, that I had made that I was just, you know, letting profits ride. Um, I was having what I called crypto dreams almost every night. Yeah. I remember you, you called me and you're like, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Mental health. It was not, that showed me I had too much money in crypto for my current lifestyle at that time. And I, and I, and I, and I pared down, I pared down and I slept like a baby after that. Right now I'm sleeping like a baby. Uh, no crypto dreams. I've got this money over here that I've made since 2017. If it goes away, it goes away. I'll survive. Cause you know, honestly, I can say 85% of the money that I have in crypto, I've made from crypto. So easy for yeah. me to go. All right. We'll do a part two of this. If you guys enjoyed this, tweet at us, John Tificate at Chris M. Williams. Ask some don't ask me questions. I I am not an expert on this at all. Just send me a DM because I don't send him a DM. Yeah, just send do John DMs. DM. I don't want to be having this in public because again, none of this is investment advice. All right. And I, it's just I'm not a trader and I don't want people to get I Chris, there's still people that are pissed at me because I made a call that Iowa was going to the Fiesta Bowl in 2010 which they would have gone except there were backroom deals that sent Iowa to the orange bowl and people had gone and purchased hotels and tickets and they couldn't refund them. And they, to this, to this day, they're pissed at me. So dude, this is on you. All right. This yeah. is on you. <laughs> this but let is me say for this. entertainment purposes only scared money. Don't make money, bitches. <laughs> There's your uh, tease for the show. Aiden right there. John just gave it to you. Appreciate you, man. Uh, appreciate our sponsors, Wild Rose Casino. Uh, I guess the the casino and the gambling sponsor makes sense with John's crypto obsession here. Kind of a joke, kind of not. Uh, appreciate our buddies at Channel Seed. Great hospitality last night at their event. I appreciate them having me and Matty Van Winks come out and hang out for a little bit. We'll be back with Miller Williams next week here on Iowa Everywhere. Iowa Everywhere.